Study is defined as the pursuit of knowledge. And in this episode of The Yarn, we're going to hear from two people studying two very different but important aspects of the wool industry. One for the pastoral zone and another from within the shearing shed. Hello, welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for and about the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. So a little later we'll hear from someone about to embark on a study that may well change the way people manage the vast pastoral rangelands of Australia that have been so important to the wool industry. Before that though, we're going to head to the shearing shed where AWI is funding work using movement sensors to track muscle use and fatigue in shearers in the hope of reducing and indeed assisting the muscle stress and long-term injuries associated with what is one of the hardest jobs anywhere on the planet, let alone Australia. So how can we assist and support shearers? I headed out to a shed where this research work is being done. You'll be hearing the familiar sounds of uh, the shearing shed in action and uh, some yard work happening behind us. So uh, you'll have to just excuse us for that. But uh, it's a very interesting day and I'm here with Mark from Melbourne University. Mark, I'd better get you to introduce yourself and your position, please. Uh, name's Mark Robinson. I'm a PhD student at the University of Melbourne uh, in the engineering department, um, looking into so a project here um, investigating uh, injuries in sheep shearers with some uh, uh, biomechanics and, and wearable sensors that we've got going. So when you walk into this shearing shed, it's a very impressive, um, I think it's about a nine stand shed, I'm not too sure, but it's a very uh, big shed, but there is one shearer on this uh, raised board that's actually shearing with, uh, with sensors on, on his body. Um, how many sensors on the body and what are you trying to do? So I think we've got a total of, of 16 uh, EMG uh, or muscle, muscle activity sensors and, and 15 or so um, wearable uh, IMUs which, which is a portable motion capture system. So with, with that we're able to, to really uh, look into exactly what's going on in the muscle and muscle activity and, and especially investigating uh, muscle fatigue uh, as well as all of the, the movements that they're, they're doing while shearing. So that motion capture tells us uh, exactly what position their body's in during the whole part, all parts of the process. So how does the, um, I asked you this before so I'll just have to ask it again. I'm afraid. How, how do you um, track the, the muscle um, uh, soreness or, or muscle fatigue I should say using the sensors what actually how does that actually work so, so the sensors themselves actually actually measure um, electrical activity in the muscle and, and it shows up as, as, a, as a as a higher voltage when, when someone's activating that muscle uh, so so from that um, and and so these electrical activity is happening very quickly uh, uh, and then when they get muscle fatigue this activity slows down um, and, and we can see that in, in, the, in, the, in the signal, uh, that, that frequency shifts downwards um, and everything's slowing down and we can pick that up later on when we go through the data. Right, so you're um, here for the week um, getting a lot of data around one particular shearer and how he operates throughout the week and how his body fatigues through the week, is that how it works? Uh, we'll, we'll be looking at, at uh, probably a different shearer each day uh, so we'll be looking at that muscle fatigue over the course of the day uh, and exactly what what changes that that causes in in their shearing so in the morning when they're nice and nice and fresh um, they'll probably um, be shearing shearing at their best um, not, not much muscle fatigue but then throughout the day as that muscle fatigue increases uh, um, 
then they'll probably change the way they shear a bit, probably compensate for that muscle fatigue, any muscle soreness that they have, they'll have to work around that and, and we'll be able to see that, that they'll um, shear differently, um, perhaps quite a bit differently, uh, and, and then we'll look at that and, and that can uh, give us a few clues about uh, some things that might lead, lead to injuries. So are you also looking at where the energy is being spent as opposed, well, for example, the drag versus uh, the actual different uh, points of shearing? Uh, somewhat. Uh, we will be able to, to see that. It, 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 we may not have the complete picture because we, we, we're limited in the number of sensors that, that we have, but we'll be able to see in terms of the different parts of shearing, we can separate the data that way and, and, and look at those types of things. Uh, it may not be a uh, complete enough picture to tell, all this, tell us all those things, but certainly to some extent, yeah. Right, so it, it appears as though this project is sort of twofold, not only looking at how to reduce um, Shearer's injuries and perhaps prolong their career, but also uh, more excitingly in the long term, look at uh, some sort of mechanical assistance for the shearers. As a, I mean, obviously we're you can see out there now there's, uh, there's the sling that's been around for a long mm -hmm, time. Mm -hmm. But uh, what could we be looking at in the future to assist? Yeah, well, the two parts are very related, obviously. Uh, we're looking at these muscle injuries and exactly how these are being caused. But the goal there is, once we know this, is we'll have more information in terms of how to reduce these injuries. Um, and obviously, because it's related a lot to these cumulative effects, uh, rest and recovery is very important. Um, but you can't just make shearers rest more because they're, they're paid per sheep and they need to be, be probably uh, working a lot. We can't just get them to stop. So we're looking at some other ways that, that allows them to potentially uh, take that rest while they're still actually working. So that would be using some kind of uh, mechanical device or elect electromechanical device to, to um, support their weight or part of their weight to, to allow them to, to rest and work at the same time. So you were look, are you looking at um, improving the current sling or are you looking at something more personalised like a part of maybe an exoskeleton or some sort of back, extended back aid? Um, so it, it, that's something that, that we, in terms of knowing which one would be better, we'd need to, to, to finish this project and, and have a look at that, at that, at that data. Um, certainly those are, those are two options because there is already that sling there. This year is a, most, a lot of shearers are quite comfortable using it. Uh, doesn't really get in their way that much so we could look at something there to to improve that device if we added you know uh, some actuation or electric motor to actually improve the support that that sling can provide because at the moment it's just a spring there um, you could you could increase the force there quite a bit um, the trade-off is is that you need to allow them to be free enough to to keep moving and, and do their job um, so that's where you need some some kind of uh, intelligence and, and robotics uh, there with that human-robot interaction to make sure that they're uh, still able to, to move where they want to move um, without any delays there. Yeah. yeah, they have to be very flexible. Mark, how does this work um, compare to your other work? What sort of work have you done in this, uh, in this robotics and people interaction before? What's, what's been your previous experience and how does this compare? Uh, I haven't done a lot of it before actually. It's um, yeah, just starting out with the, with the PhD uh, in terms of yeah, human-robot interaction. Did a bit of robotics at uni, and um, yeah, just talking to the professors there. I, I thought that it would be quite quite an interesting application in shearing. That um, in that sort of the 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 the, uh, 
assistive robotics basically rather than the complete complete automation solution for for sheep shearing assistive robotics i like that that's a very that sounds a good term um so how are you finding it so far and, and what is the exact title of your of your study uh, the title of the study is uh, investigation into sheep shearer injuries um, so yeah that first part is very much focused on the on the injuries that's happening at the moment yeah all right well um thank you very much for your time how do we find out a little bit more about it obviously you're in very in the raw data collection phase but how do yeah. people keep a track of this um Okay. All right. How about I answer that? Yeah. Keep in touch with AWI. It'll probably appear in Beyond the Bale, um, yeah. Yeah. but uh, we'll probably have to have you back on the yarn to explain how it's going, Mark, if yeah. you don't mind. No worries. Yeah. Mark Robinson from Melbourne University there, and we should mention uh, thank you to Bonnie Tyler for the background shearing music. So the Nuffield Scholarship Network is one of the greatest networks you'll find in agriculture globally. Being a Nuffield Scholar carries a lot of kudos and a lot of expectation given the huge contributions former Nuffield Scholars have contributed. It is for this reason that AWI supports Nuffield who recently held their annual conference and for this we cross to the Yarn's most recent recruit, Sam Arnfield. So we're here at the 2019 Nuffield Australia Conference in Brisbane. Uh, I've got Tom Hook with me from Wanganala. Uh, he's Australian Wool Innovation's latest Nuffield Scholar. So welcome Tom. Thanks um, Sam. Tell us a little bit, a bit about yourself and where you're from. Uh, yeah, so base is um, New South Wales Riverina, Wanganala, between um, Daniloquin and Hay. Um, yeah, it's a family farm out there running 10,000 merino ewes on the predominantly open pastoral country. Righto, fantastic. So you've just been awarded uh, as the latest AWI Nuffield Scholar, so congratulations for that. Um, what got you into that process? Um, I think I was just pretty fortunate to have got to know a number of other scholars over the years and always found them quite inspiring people and they often communicated how much they'd learned from the process and um, yeah, I just really wanted to be a part of it all. Yeah, okay, so it was a personal development thing as much as a, a research and a learning uh, growth for your, for your business? Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's something I've I've picked up just the last couple of days. That there's there's so much to learn from just being a part of the group. Um, so much you can learn from other other producers, um, and you know across all, all the different fields of agriculture. Yeah, it's pretty incredible the calibre of people that we've had up on the stage talking about their learnings, um, but more about their career and the trajectory that they've taken since they've uh, undertaken their scholarship. Um, so onto that, uh, where and why have you why have you chosen your, your topic? If you want to go through that, yeah. So the the broader topic is regenerative agriculture, and in particular, I want to focus on how we can practically apply that to uh, sheep enterprises within the the pastoral zone. Um, even more in particular, the use of rotational grazing techniques and the challenges in the uptake of that technology in the open pastoral zone so looking at how we can get that um, grazing pressure on in open country so fencing solutions, um, watering solutions, understanding animal behaviour um, and of course the, the recent drought and um, wanting to build in resilience to our business um, has been a massive driver and essentially all I'm looking at 
trying to do is grow more grass and run more sheep and be more profitable. So yeah, okay. um, it's really about grass per millimetre of rainfall. Yeah, fantastic. I guess the uh, the theme for this week is collaborate, innovate and cultivate. So so the ideas behind that out of necessity or just a, just an interest in potentially working out how to do things better? Um, I think anything that's um, improving your business is necessary, yep. really. Yeah, so in terms of the application process, was that a fairly involved one? or? Um... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was it was pretty intense and um, intimidating and really thrashed a lot, lot of things out. Um, so I've had, a, had to put in a paper application and then off to the state interview um, and then beyond that, the um, national interviews. So yeah, they they really put us through our paces, and um, I'm I'm pretty happy to come out the other end. Separating the wheat from the chaff, obviously, other things. Um, some pretty sharp minds in that room, so I'm not surprised uh, that the process is is fairly thorough. Um, where where are you planning on heading? Um, I understand that there's a few travel tours. Um, planned for you so can you take us through those yeah so the first process is the um, global focus program which is a six-week tour um, with the, with a few other scholars so looking at the one that's starting off uh, with a major focus in Africa because um, that's where I'd like to travel to later as well um, on my individual study which happens afterwards looking to head to the continent of Africa, so South Africa, Zimbabwe, and follow the, the work of Alan Savory and a few other leaders in the field, and uh, beyond there to even head to uh, America. There's some fantastic work coming out of there, but even just the last couple of days I've come across other people who have learnt things from the southern France um, that could be applicable in terms of soil health, etc. So um, I've got a lot of working out to do, but um, yeah, looking forward to the opportunity. Fantastic. Now it's going to be a fairly involved process and, and you're obviously uh, being kept accountable um, on a number of levels. There's going to be a, a challenge uh, leaving a young child at home and, and your partner and, and, the, uh, and the farm operation itself. So have you thought about how you're going to plan through that sort of stuff or are you just going to go for it? Um, just be really nice to everyone for as, <laughs> for as long as I can. Um, I am just super fortunate. I've got a very supportive family, um, including my wife, who's um, who was a who really pushed me to apply for this. Um, also, my parents and and brother, who are who are home running the farm. Um, obviously, it's going to put a lot of pressure on everyone, but um, I'm fortunate they're they're big enough to see the the big picture in it all and and um, yeah, offering a lot of support, which is fantastic. I'm very lucky. Yeah, and certainly it's very fortunate. We've had some, uh, some people speak to us uh, this week at the conference who have been serving the Nuffield program for over 40 years and, and the, the lifetime implications of, of the networking and uh, the lessons learned and the people met throughout the world. Um, seems like it's certainly worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. Like they say, it's a life sentence. Um... <laughs> this process but and you know next year's study is really just a beginning um you know i'm looking forward to to hosting other scholars in years to come and giving back as much as i can um i don't think we'll ever stop learning and it's a it's just a great network to be a part of yeah fantastic and it sounds like it's going to be expanding uh in a more global global sense as well traditionally we've sort of been um tied to a few a few countries of scholars but it sounds like that's going to expand as you know the agricultural world becomes more connected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, pretty exciting. I think they've got the first Japanese scholar um, this year. 
So, yeah, wherever we can learn from someone else and the more diverse um, everyone is that's involved, the, the better off we all are. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I really look forward to catching up with you again, um, see how everything's going, see where we, where, where we get to on your travels, and uh, thanks very much for taking us through the process and the scholarship. Um, thanks for being on the yarn. Thanks, Sam, and thank you to AWI for the, the sponsorship. Tom Hook there, the most recent AWI Nuffield Scholar, and he was speaking with Sam Armfield. To see the great work of previous Nuffield Scholars, simply head to wool.com slash Nuffield. So I hope you've enjoyed those diverse but connected interviews in this version of The Yarn. Please let others know of the podcast as we really aim to keep growing the audience. Uh, of course, uh, the feedback is at theyarnatwool.com. That's the email. From me, Marius Cumming, again, as always, thank you for your company and we look forward to speaking with you again soon.